AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldis.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. Welcome to the AI in Action podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kelly. Our guest today is David Rowe. David is the VP Head of Global Data Asset and Decision Science at Bayer. David, very welcome to the show today. Thank you for having me today. David, tell us a little bit about your background and a little bit of an overview about yourself, please, first. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's a pleasure to be to be here, first of all, and uh, to talk about that and, and data science in general. Yeah, my career has been, in fact, um, uh, let's say, not aligned to the data science world uh, because it was not existing when I started. So um, I've been trained in bioinformatics, so uh, it has always been my passion to, to study life science, I should say. Um, and the combination of uh, applying computer program and, and analyzing data with computer and data coming from uh, the life science or biomedical sphere uh, really attracted me from from the start. So I started in France. I did my uh, PhD in Germany and went for a postdoc in the US in Stanford and went for a second postdoc in the UK, University of Cambridge, and then joined uh, the pharma industry. So that's when I, I became the head of scientific computing solution at AstraZeneca, leading in fact what was already in nature a data science team. Uh, even though, I mean, the term really began to appear at this time. Um, and uh, so it was really a, a total immersion into a brand new world coming from academia and uh, learning a lot of how does it work in pharma, frankly, especially in the late stage development, which was the position of the group in the org. And uh, then I took an opportunity uh, at Bayer. And uh, this opportunity has been so far a real bless. So the, the mission has changed slightly. So at the beginning, we were a data science team, which were positioned centrally, uh, working on every topic. So Bayer is uh, it's quite unique in a way that it's a conglomerate. So we have a crop science business. We have a pharma business, a consumer health business. Um, and in fact, when I joined, we had also animal health business. Um, and uh, so I was working with, with my team and we grew s- substantially from uh, five at the beginning to 27 um, before the reorg, which happened recently. And uh, we work on every topic. So we're working crop science, we're working in, in finance, we're working, it was a fantastic playground really. Uh, I used to describe it as a team as a pure, pure play data science team. Um, and we basically, so the digital transformation happened at, uh, at Bayer and uh, we reshaped. There was a need to, to focus rather on, on a division rather than being staying global. And uh, I moved toward being the, the, in my current position, basically in the pharma division or aligned to the pharma division. But um, I, uh, we sit uh, uh, from an organizational point of view, we sit in IT. And we don't do really any IT, in fact, but uh, we, it's a perfect place, uh, I found, for, uh, for a data science team. 
it's uh, you're surrounded by the people that can really help you to scale your your solution and uh, it's uh, yeah i think it's a it's a very good place for for a data science team to be able to provide basically uh, input and work on the on the interesting topic for transforming basically a company like Biotward, a, a digital business model. David, we could have about four different podcasts for what you just said there. There's so much scope, which is really, really exciting um, in itself and so much opportunity to look at the data, see trends and add so much value. Tell mm -hmm. me a little bit about what drove you into the life science industry and more specifically the farm industry? It's a hard question to, 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 to answer, I find. It's, um, I mean, what drive you to, to the position where you are now? It's, uh, you know, many uh, metaphors come to my mind, I should admit, to describe all, or is it possible that I ended up into this position? It is really a, a passion for understanding my surrounding at the beginning. Uh, and the fact that I, I love basically programming and analyzing data, I got really hooked to it. And uh, I was lucky enough that I could find basically a research topic for my PhD, which was exactly that. So I could work with computers and uh, applying analysis technique to, um, to biology, really, uh, and biomedical data. And uh, that drove uh, from one, let's say, opportunity to the next, uh, I ended up being in this particular position. It, it's at the same time driven by ambition, yes, but also driven by, by luck. It's, um, I was there, uh, I looked and uh, I decided to act and apply for, for position and um, ended up in this particular position. I guess that I would say I did something right because uh, it's, uh, it's so far it's recognized. So that's a, a good thing, but it's uh, at the same time, basically um, a journey, I would say. I'm constantly growing myself and that's uh, constantly learning. Uh, being in this particular position, now it's a, it's a VP level position. It does not change me so much, in fact. It's, uh, it's still the same, um, the same passion that drives me. Uh, and I'm happy to make it work as an organizational and achieve this uh, basically vision for, for the people working with me. Yeah. David, tell me a little bit about forming and crafting a data science team, because it's not necessarily like a software developer in a software team. These skills are more, they're, they're more broad. There, there's no one size fits all. Tell me about some of the recipe you found over the years. Yeah, that's a very interesting question because that's something I, I've been thinking I mean, at one point I was thinking I should write a book or to lead a data science team towards success in the pharma industry. And there is a, a trick is that a data science team, as you just said, is, uh, is slightly different, but it's also the same as other teams. There are some commonality to any team, but um, data science need to be perceived at least in the pharma industry um, as something which is providing a new set of skills for some, of the function. So pharma is a world on itself, as you know, uh, you have um, uh, regulatory affair, you have medical affair, you have pharmacovigilance, you have R&D, and you have a lot of R and a lot of D, uh, which is quite different what they do. Um, and you have uh, the product supply area, and you have the finance, and you have uh, a lot of topic inside. So what does a data scientist can do? Really, it's rather what can data, what is data science, uh, as a, in, in, in pharma, which is really the, the, the question. Uh, 
the data science uh, team need to be focused on, on, on a mission to um, deliver value out of the data, which means also there is um, uh, an ambition to move towards a digital uh, mindset into the company. And that is something we see a lot at Bayer. So we, we are very lucky in that. And uh, the, the company is doing very well in, in this respect. Um, but leading the data science team, when you have this basically this ambition inside the, the, the company, is to provide an environment. So I call it rather an ecosystem of opportunity, protection, and I would say uh, driven all of that driven with a lot of empathy. Um, so you, you leading a data science team, especially at the beginning when it's a new team and there's no other team doing data science into, into the company, at least the way we, we do it in, 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 my, in my org, is um, you need to be protecting, you need to be opportunistic at the beginning, yes, but you need to also consolidate that because the opportunistic is also quite, uh, approach is quite exhausting. Uh, you, you jump from one project to the other quickly uh, trying to show value that uh, data science is, uh, is of value. And as you grow, basically, and you gain trust into the stakeholders, what you do is that you switch to bigger projects and you establish yourself um, into, uh, basically, much more of um, a rhythm to one large project. But within the, the team, what you need to pay attention to is, is a notion that I call skill decay, is that... Um, the data science team uh, is at the source aimed to be an expert group. And if we don't pay attention to that, uh, the switching from a very open environment, which is academia, which is mainly the, the place where we recruit, to a corporation, what happens is that you suddenly find yourself into, well, a complex world, but not so open to the outside. And what happens is that your skills will reduce. So instead of experimenting every day, learning about new software, new libraries, you find yourself with, okay, that's your environment and you have deadlines and suddenly, so you, you need to provide into the data science teams a place to continuously learn. That's what I did. So there is opportunity to learn. We have a self-development project, which are real project where as a data scientist have to have a, a, um, a project. Uh, they have to present those projects every year during the, the, the global uh, get-together. Uh, you have also a series of what you could call journal club, or we call that journal blast. It's something that comes from, from uh, Stanford. So we were having journal blast where you present as many topics as you can uh, during one hour uh, and uh, not focusing really uh, for one hour on one paper, which is really... Uh, extremely boring sometimes. So you present, for example, a bunch of papers, you present uh, some uh, libraries, which are new, uh, GitHub, uh, basically, repository, which are very interesting. And that's creating a bit the, the energy into the team. And after that, you create community link, you, you engage with, with the rest of the, of the, and of course, you need to secure, uh, as a lead, you need to secure budget for allowing your data scientists to go to conferences. Uh, it's extremely important that they stay connected to the outside. You need to encourage that they also build collaboration with external academia. Um, and so that's a, it's a lot in a way that of work that you do to make the team successful uh, over time. Really. I can see it's a really holistic approach and it's something you've really thought about. And 
we've seen from companies that try to go all in and big at the start is that stakeholders don't necessarily trust you straight away and you need to do a POC, MVP, iterate, ship, iterate, ship and start winning your battles and then earning the right to, to get bigger. And uh, people sometimes can be reluctant to change and can think what's in it for me? Why should I go and try to do this when I'm time poor? as it is. So I think um, I can really resonate to what you're saying. So data science in pharma, tell me, do you think it's a, a particular type of skill set, maybe a little bit different than other industries? And, and how do you go about scaling a data science team? Yeah, it's obviously, I mean, it has been um, something we define. So we have been lucky to, to have the time to, to think about what you just said, for example, or do you bring experimental ideas all the way to um, to full product, digital product. And that's something we work and we were uh, basically working on this concept with all the data science lead in all of pharma, so within the function and me, and we, we define basically a way, an approach to do that. And it, it's really a fundamental piece of how we approach projects. So we, we do experiment and we have the ability to do that and there's a freedom to engage on experiment. But what we did is that we don't say we only do experiment, otherwise it transforms into uh, basically a group, which is uh, a research group, free-ended uh, group, and we are not that. Um, so we provide a time box. Uh, you define the project and you time box basically what we call the experimental phase uh, and, the t and cannot be over three months. And, and after that, you have a decision, a go-no-go -no -go decision, an investment decision to, to build and implement the scale-up or not, in fact. Um, so it can stay shorter than three months. You just do a proof of concept and you have different levels of, of maturity into this experimental phase. You have from the uh, proof of concept to the prototype to the minimal viable product. Um, and that helped to define what is a data scientist in pharma. So it's somebody which is aiming to produce a competitive advantage for the company using digital technique and, and the new basically mathematical tool available to us. So it's a, a mix of skills. Yes, new type of skills, which are well new into the market. So it's, uh, that is relatively clear, um, but also this clear business focus uh, towards the end. So we are not, in fact, so I, I often describe the, the team and the data scientists as we, we are not researchers. So we have been trained as researchers because most of us have been doing academic studies. Most uh, is not obliged. Uh, I will come back on this point. Um, but we are aiming toward delivering a solution that will be a game-changing solution for the patient at the end. And that's really what, what, what how we motivate uh, basically the, the data scientist uh, uh, and what motivates the data scientist, not us who motivate the data scientist, it's just the mission of delivering something that would change healthcare is basically the most motivating uh, mission we, you can give to somebody. And uh, you might end up doing some research or improving a technique, like for example, combining different neural network together, um, maybe uh, combining in fact them uh, or, or assembling, but it's not the aim. The aim is really to produce something that will change healthcare. So that is what I would call a data scientist in pharma. And I will come back on this point that I, I, I was mentioning is that uh, to, to be a data scientist, you don't need to have an academic degree. Uh, it's, it has been a reflection that uh, I had, and it was also voiced by some of my, of my colleagues, is that 
do I really need to have a PhD in machine learning or physics or something? Not at all. In fact, uh, I have uh, extremely talented uh, data scientists in the team which uh, uh, don't even have a, a bachelor degree. Um, it, it's all about your passion. Um, you need to have skills. Yes, that is true. Uh, but it's um, the academic degree doesn't play really a role in that. Um, it's funny, David, you said that because um, I remember speaking at a conference and saying that before, and I got several comments later on saying, you know, I'm very surprised you'd say that, Mark, and you know, your background, your expertise for you to say something like that. And I said, I said, from my experience, when you've designed thinking and empathy and you listen and you really try to define and understand the real problem you're trying to solve, you can't get that taught to you in university. You either have those innate abilities and then work from them, or you don't, right? You don't you have those type of problem solving ability where you want to make an impact rather than you want to use a neural net rather than a rules-based system because it will look better on your CV in the future. Well, the rules-based mm -hmm. system or a decision tree could well be, or you know, regression could be well better suited than putting a CNN at us. Um, so it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's really important. With digital transformation, and you know, the need, I think with COVID, it's really shown us that we, we need to step up our game across all industries, countries. Uh, very few companies have got it licked. With digital transformation, how do you go about bringing that to a company of the size of Bayer? Yeah, it's, um, but I mean, to come back to, to the point is that uh, I agree with you. I mean, it's not about the fanciness of the model. It's about whether the model is good enough at the beginning to, to show and, and make your point that it's worth going after this particular concept of product. Um, it's often the case that you need to do rather a data strategy rather than anything. Uh, it's uh, the data strategy need to come on board of the product uh, concept very early. And that is something, I mean, I pay extreme attention to is that you, um, you need to assess, for example, the size of the data you would need to get to be able to go all the way to the end to, for example, a, a regulatory approval of your, um, or of your medical device, let's say, of your uh, software. Um, and all of that come together. So that's why, I mean, data scientists, they, I often describe it as a team sport. And that leads me to, to the digital transformation topic is that we don't work alone. So if you take a data science team, at least like, like uh, the, the data science team I'm leading is, um, we don't have problem on our own, in fact. So we are not a, a PNL uh, function in the company. We are not linked to basically generating revenue. Uh, and, and, and we are not R&D either. So we don't have really target which are that. So we are really uh, playing the card and I described it early in, in, at Bayer is that it's, uh, it's data science as a service, which is one of those nice acronym. You know, you can say software as a service, data science as a service. Um, it's a bit that, but it's also much more because you are, we are inside the company. It's not only a service that you contract out. It's, uh, it's really basically a, a long-term partnership that we provide. Um, and that's the, the digital transformation. So the digital transformation is uh, you need to understand the, the stage of maturity. How do you start it? And what is the, the final stage of a digital transform uh, company? Uh, 
at the beginning, I mean, most of the company in, in the world will start with creating a group uh, and an organization. So they will go to a mini reorg, they will carve out a set of people, uh, create a group somewhere. It will create a bit of, um, of, uh, of tension like usual. And what are those new players in the, in the field? Uh, what are they doing? And that's related to the first thing uh, I was uh, in, in the in the question about uh, or do you lead a data science team? You need to provide protection. Uh, it, it's um, it's essential, especially at, uh, in the early stage, that this group is protected by a senior stakeholder. So sometimes you see that those data science team are positioned basically below the, the chief information officer or the chief scientific officer. Um, and it's a good place to start. Another good place to start is to position them in IT, as I discovered. Um, it's uh, with uh, the, the right, basically, uh, connection. If IT is the right place, uh, according to company in bio, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. When you, you evolve, is that what will, you need to start very early, and in bio, it happened very quickly. You need to basically start looking into what would be the shape of the organization as you transform and people are engaged around basically using that data in a more uh, basically co um, uh, pervasive way. Uh, it's, uh, it will pop up everywhere. We'll, you will see that everybody will start basically recruiting data scientists. And that's the point where you need to, to not pause, but engage. In fact, we, with the stakeholders across the different function in pharma and say, what will be the state of, uh, of the union when we basically achieve our, um, or what does the state of the union need to be if we want to achieve our goals. And that's really the discussion, where do we want to be? Um, and the, what, what naturally emerged, and I think it's kind of a, a pattern, is that you will end up with an urban spoke uh, model, where you will have the, the central team. So I'm a bit the, the central team because I'm not aligned so much to a, a particular function. So I'm in IT, but you will have, and the spoke will be, um, for example, you have the commercial organization, you have the R&D organization, you have the uh, marketing and uh, the medical affair, pharmacovigilance organization, and they will have data scientists on their own. And we sit into the, the central hub. It doesn't mean that it's larger than the other. Sometimes the spoke can be larger than the hub, but we are there to supplement them around skills, capacity. So if they don't have basically the, the, the number of people to achieve their project, but also we play a different role along the pipeline. So the, the data scientist in a function will have a tendency to work on very early project, which are sometimes not linked to a concept of a product at the end. And we are there to take basically the, the relay when the, the thing needs to be scaled up. Um, and uh, so that's why I mean, basically the, the evolution of some of the data science group, uh, the central data science group, moved towards machine learning engineering. Uh, and, and software development or platform, it's, uh, which is a, a natural evolution. But a central group will always be needed to connect the dot, provide some kind of uh, community link. David, there was one area that you needed to pay the most attention to, and I know it's a difficult thing to pick one, maybe you might need to pick two, which is probably my final question. What would it be within that digital transformation that people need to get right? Don't lose, I mean, don't, don't break up uh, the, 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 I would say, the dialogue. Uh, it's um, a digital transformation is, uh, is a big effort uh, of uh, an organization to evolve. And uh, there will be, along the way, there will be tension, there will be um, 
there will be let's say uh, uh, opportunities that arise and you need to to be basically the, the team player so that's what you need to pay attention to into a digital transformation at the org level within the team what you need to pay attention to uh, is that you need to cohesively bring them on board into this so not forget basically the communication also downward which is what is our mission and it's constantly evolving what is our new mission uh, it's uh, uh, that is a bit the, the thing is that the digital transformation will be a very much of a, a tectonic shift into the company you will suddenly have basically a lot of uh, brain power injected into the company from data scientists and you need to guide the, the organization towards thinking along the line of digital roadmap and that's really what we we are working on uh, is that uh, what is the the, the, the the end vision what do we want to do and those data scientists cannot stay basically uh, uh, idle and uh, so it's not about fighting around the number of people we have it's rather uh, in fact using them smartly I've been speaking to David Rowe, VP Head of Global Data Assets and Decision Science at Bayer. David, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you for having me. AI Action is brought to you by Aldus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting and networking needs. Aldus offer an exec search program. Aldus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aldus advantage. Become a member of the Aldus community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston, and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to Aldus members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career and more. Become an Aldous member and get the Aldous advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldous.com. That's www.aldous.com. Aldous International, empowering through AI.